Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey, Changemakers. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. We are on episode 59. Can you believe we have almost made it to 60? My name is Holly Rustic. I'm super excited. We have a lot of changes coming up with everything at Grant Writing and Funding. 2019 is going to be a huge year. So you've been hearing me talk about this quite a bit on the podcast, and I just want to let you know you're going to definitely see some updates on our website. We have some color schemes and branding that we're going to change. We're also pivoting our services a little bit so we can offer more resources. And that's just based on a lot of what people have been giving me feedback, um, whether they buy a course or they're like, hey, I also would love to see this. This is great. I love your information. You know, they want more information on certain things. So we're definitely pivoting in response to that. One of the things we are opening, of course, is our grant writing and funding changemaker membership. So this is a paid membership. You will get new content every single month. It's going to be amazing, amazing information that you will always have the most updated and edgy like information available to increase your funding and just to grow your nonprofit. If you're a nonprofit, this is perfect for you. If you're a freelance grant writer, this is also perfect for you as you will be working with nonprofits and you have to understand how to become a better grant writer and how to help your clients grow in their health. So this is really a dual purpose thing. I will go have some modules that'll be to help grant writers actually increase their business and I'll be more businessy on that side. Then I'll also have some specialized nonprofit stuff. So it'll be great for both of you. Anyways, um, this whole month we are talking about different kinds of letters. Letters of inquiry is what we talked about in episode 58. And we are also looking at letters of intent today. Now, very similar, like get me mixed up, right? So we don't want to get them all mixed up. We want to keep them clear. We're also going to be talking about, not today, but next week, letters of support. And then we'll also go into letters of commitment and memorandums of understanding. So you need to have a lot of these for different types of grants. Last week, letter of inquiry that was more pivoted towards the foundations. And today, a letter of intent is more pivoted towards federal grant opportunities. So let's go ahead and break that down right now. All right, guys. So how to boost an invitation to apply for a grant. So a lot of times you need to submit a letter of intent if you're going to apply for a grant, right? Also, I mean, sometimes they say it's not required, but it's highly like, you know, they really want you to do it. It's highly suggested to go ahead and to submit a letter of intent so that you can roll out in the application phase very well. So what does that all mean? Well, yes. You need to ask some funding sources on a date before you actually go on a date, right? That's what a letter of intent is all about. In order to get a date, you need to 
ask for a date, right? So it's really, really important. A letter of intent is what some funding sources require prior to submitting a grant. This letter of intent is not to be confused with the letter of inquiry. And that's what we talked about last week on episode 58, how to knock your letter of inquiry out of the park in 10 steps. These can be interchangeable to some extent, the letter of intent and letter of inquiry. But letters of intent are more commonly requested from federal grant makers for existing grants and letters of inquiry are more common for private foundations, sometimes even on an open on rolling or rolling basis. So the other differences between letters of intent and letters of inquiry are the intention of why the funding source is requesting either one. For example, federal grants will often have a letter of intent as a requirement to an existing grant application or strongly urge you to submit a letter of intent a few weeks before the final grant application is due. Why? Well, there are several reasons. Number one, to see if your project even meets the priorities of the grant program. Your project may not be invited to even apply for the final grant application if the funding source does not see your project as a good fit. Before you get all huffy puffy, if they aren't going to fund your project, you would rather find out after a one page letter of intent rather than a full grant proposal. Am I right? All right. Number two, another reason is that the funding source wants to have a better idea of how many grant reviewers to recruit and logistically set up all the the staff, right, for the grant reviewing process. Sometimes funding sources treat a letter of intent kind of like an RSVP. Okay. Number three, for your nonprofit's purposes, the letter of intent will set you up to be on the mailing list to get direct contact from the funding source in case there are amendments or updates to the grant. This is great for you. Maybe there's an extension deadline or something like that, right? You wanna know. Maybe you have to add some more sources. You need to know. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty. This is really why you're listening, right? How to write one. All right, so we're gonna talk about how to write a letter of intent. All right, and I have a great disclaimer, disclaimer. Always refer to the funding source. The following description I'm going to give you is a general description when you have no additional requirements or required framework. Always read the funding opportunity announcement or the request for proposal or specific requirements for the letter of intent. If there are none, use this. Okay. Even if you have something and it's very general, right? It's not real clear. You can also use this to kind of make it better. Mm-hmm. All right. So your letter of intent should not be a full length novel or even an ebook. It should be one to three pages that is very succinct. Put the letter of intent on your nonprofit's letterhead and include a date, a point of contact, actually a person's name, not to whom it may concern, right? And their title and the address with the salutation. To whom it may concern should never be written. If you are writing a letter of intent for a federal grant, then go to the federal agency's website and find out who is the head of the agency. Address it to that person, all right? With their title, of course. Usually it's like secretary or whatever. So, you know, go to the the top for that, it's fine. Okay, the next thing you wanna make sure is to have an attention-grabbing hook for your first sentence and then get right into it. State the name of your nonprofit, the type of nonprofit status, so if you're 501c3, don't just put the jargon, oh, we're not, we're a 501. Like, don't do that. Actually say we are a tax exempt IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization established in, then put the date, right? You could even put the, the state if you'd like as well, but make sure you have the date and what type of status you are. 
Some of you might be 501c6, right? You might be like a, a membership, you know, like a Rotary Club or something like that. So you got to make sure which one you put. So next, articulate how your nonprofit's project meets the priorities of the agency or funding source. Make sure your project that you are requesting funding for actually does meet the priorities. If they're funding the specific federal agency is funding coral reef assessments and you ask for money to actually do some kind of like, I don't know, hamster races, right? It's not going to work, okay? You can't ask for that. It's totally different. So you got to make sure you fit. Include a brief statement. And if you don't know, if, sorry, let me just, let's go back here real quick. If you don't know exactly and the priority isn't super clear, especially on foundations, what you can do is go into guidestar.org. That's G-U-I-D-E-S-T-A-R.org. And you can actually download um, the 990s from the foundation. And you can see what types of funding they have given in the past. The same thing with a lot of federal grants. You can go to the federal agency websites and see what have uh, what projects have gotten funding before. And that will give you a better idea then of what types of project to ask for funding. Right? Okay. So, and there you go. That's worth a million dollars right there. <laughs> My little suggestion. Very, very smart. Take a few minutes to do that and you will like have a way better chance of getting that invitation then to say, okay, we like your one, one page of letter of intent. Apply to our grant now, right? So let's go. Next, you want to make sure that you have a brief statement on what you're requesting money for. The total amount, any other funding source, and so like if it's matching, you might be asking for 5,000 and you already have 5,000 secured from another source, right? You need to make sure you put how much you have secured already and who that source is. So that's what it means, any other funding source, okay? And the duration of time when the money will be spent. Include who or what you are serving and the geographic region. So this can literally be like two sentences. Okay, keep it short. Now you want to get into the need. So the need. Get into the needs and statistics. Survey information and or testimonials showing the need for the project. So it's very, very important here to get stats that make sense, right? If you're looking at coral reefs or something and that there's bleaching, provide some evidence-based, uh, or not evidence-based necessarily, it could be, but like uh, academic research papers, you can go ahead and you can say, according to Dr. So-and-so that's been published, right, with whatever you're looking for, that you have that there. You can just include a real footnote, very small font at the very bottom, just to back up your citation, but make sure you have some stuff included. I know we're trying to save space on this letter of intent, but you do always want to include some stats. Okay, moving on, write about the objectives, what you are specifically doing, how it will be measured, how it will be achieved, how it is relevant to your needs, and the specific timeline. All right, and what I just said there is I broke down the SMART. So for those of you who have been listening to me for a while now, you know what SMART means. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? So those are all the different questions that you want to have. This can and should just be written in one sentence for each objective. Next, write the activities that need to be completed for each objective. Who will do each activity? What is the activity? And when will it be completed? A tip is to use a graph or chart for the objectives and activities timeline if you have space. And actually this can save you space and it can kind of break up just words, 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 words when people, um, the reviewers are looking at your letter of intent, right? It can just be like a little chart and they're like, okay, this is what they're doing. Very easy to see. Okay, next, 
describe the budget. And you don't have to be super extensive in a letter of intent. You're just saying, this is how much money we need, right? So you already wrote how much you need for the project. Now just break it down very simply if you have to. Sometimes you don't even have to do this for letters of intent so much because you're saying what you want the money for. So if you're asking for 40,000, you can just go ahead and use a little chart if you wanna break it down. So if you have the space, then you can go ahead and say, okay, 10,000 is for the executive director, whatever, you know, 10,000 is for supplies, 10,000 is for this, 10,000 is for that, whatever. And then, you know, you just have a little clip art of it or something just to keep it very simple. Or you can just write for your purposes of the letter of intent that's very short. We are requesting $40,000 and, you know, you could even just write it out, $10,000 will be given to the executive director, da, 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 right? Very, very simple. Obviously, for a lot larger grants, you may not go into a full budget breakdown because that's too big, but you could just say overall we're asking for $400,000 for, and then the name of the project to be spent within three years or whatever the duration is, right? Okay, so finally write down why your nonprofit is awesome sauce to carry out this project. If you have received millions of dollars in grants already, write that down. If you have an amazing CPA that has provided grant management on multiple grants, Include that, right? If you are new but have uh, but have received forty thousand dollars, so maybe you've never received grants, but you've received forty k in fundraising or ten k in fundraising, whatever. Include that. Just because it's not grant money, it's still money that you have managed. It's still a project that you have managed, right? So go ahead and put that down. Um, if you manage a ton of volunteers, put that down, right? Really show why you're so cool and why you can manage, right? Validate yourself, how, why can you manage this grant? Why would they give you money? Well, you can give it to me because you can trust me because of X, right? All right, so um, you wanna show that you can manage money and that you can run and implement projects successfully. <laughs> That's the key, successfully, right? Okay, so review any requirements included by the funding resource. If the requirement is one page, you are going to have to cut out some details from the above language, potentially, but still keep the framework, right? What I just went over. These are important items and you don't need, they, you know, they really don't need a lot of explanation. Like I was explaining some of these, you only need a sentence or two. Now last week, you can see, if you listen to the Letter of Inquiry podcast last week, you can see how there's a lot of similarities. It's basically the same type of framework, but on a much simpler at times, just broken down level, okay? You can do this on one page, believe me. You can totally put all this information here on one page. All right, so the important thing to consider is if it is a one-page requirement for your letter of intent, but you know that your project rocks and you want to include 15 pages of testimonials and 50 pictures, you're probably going to get rejected. If they ask for one page, keep it to one page. You can always say, we have additional information, you know, or we have testimonials and other information. If you would like that, please let us know. You can let them know it's there, they can request it, but do not go past your page limitations just because you think it's amazing. The thing is, is they get so many applications, so many letters of intent that when they look at this, they just want what they're asking you for, all right? And they wanna know that you can follow directions. So don't try to brown nose and get up there, keep it simple. Okay, now in between, you can send stuff to funding sources and let them know about your amazing nonprofit. 
But when you're actually being intentional and strategic and applying for something that you know is a letter of intent, they said you have to do it this way, then follow what they say. All right, so if you want to get sample letters of inquiry and sample letters of intent, then join the Changemakers membership. You'll also get lots of other amazing resources, including courses, videos, checklists, and more. We are launching by the end of January. I know it's been a little bit pushed back. The holidays kind of got busy, but uh, we're launching very, very soon. And if you want to be on the wait list to get a the $27 per month locked in rate, then email Holly Wego, W-E-G-O at gmail.com and you will be locked in for that. Um, I'll let you know. Okay, guys, so that's it. What you can do in your letter of intent is first and foremost, actually read if there's any certain requirements. Make it short, make it succinct, follow the page limitations, include your nonprofit's letterhead, include a date, a point of contact, actually a person's name and their title, um, the address of the funding source and a salutation. And then of course you want your attention grabbing hook and then you wanna get right into it. The name of your nonprofit, the type of nonprofit status and when you were incorporated. All right, next include a brief statement on what you're requesting money for, the total amount, any other funding source that you're getting to match the project. If you don't have any, that's fine. And the duration of the time when the money will be spent. Include who or what you are serving and the geographic region. Next, state your needs. Remember, include some statistics or survey information. Then move on, write your objectives, keep them one sentence each, and include no more than three, okay? So it doesn't matter if it's a $500 million grant, well, the only three, all right? You guys wanna be very clear in your objectives. All of the things to make your objectives happen are your activities. You'll have a lot of those, but be very clear in what you're doing. And remember to keep the objective smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And then include your activities, for your activities, you of course want to say what's going to happen, what the, what is the activity, who's going to implement it, and by when. Those are very important. All right, next you can go ahead and have your budget. How much money do you need? You can go ahead and you can say that again. If you have space, you can break down your budget, what you're spending the money on. Specifically, you can include those categories and why it's important for your project. All right, finally, write down why your nonprofit is amazing, any types of major grants that you've won that makes sense with the grant you're applying for, uh, fundraising, volunteers you've managed, et cetera, the board of directors, if you have amazing board of directors that can carry out this project, include it there. All right, guys, so that's pretty much it. And of course, you wanna include your contact information, right? So who to contact, email, and phone number. All right, guys, so that is it on letters of intent. Now that we went over that, and next week, like I said, we're gonna go over letters of support. So I will see you then. Have a fabulous week and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.